Welcome back to another episode of After Officers. It's me again, Scooter, with Jake and Noobsy, and we're gonna talk about everything going on in the world of esports gaming, whatever news we want to talk about. And I mean, how are you guys doing? I'm doing good. Just chilling. Relaxing, chilling, killing. About to go on vacation. Must nice. be nice. Yeah, I know, right? It wrecked nerves. I mean, at least the weather's pretty good in Canada for once. So I can't complain about this summer. It's nice. So yeah, last week we spoke about an interesting topic that has been somehow, it seems our episodes, our episodes are finding ways to link themselves topic to topic. And last week we were speaking about the whole plagiarism in esports and, you know, our like skins and our six and, you know, DZ's recent, recent moves and, uh, Big company wanting to join the ranks of DZ, apparently Activision, and uh, you know Activ Activision for COD. Uh, big news is apparently their newest, one of their newest skins, is a complete. And I mean, we'll put a picture somewhere. It's a complete ripoff. <laughs> yeah, it's when you when you sent me the photos, I thought it was the. You were just showing different views of the skin, but then you told me that one was the drawing and one was the one in the game, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." And I did the exact same because I saw I saw Jake Lucky's tweet about this, uh, or sorry, he he had originally responded to the artist, um, and the artist had made that comparison, and I was looking at it the whole time, going, "Okay, like where, like I want to see the stolen," and I did the exact same thing that is the art on the left that is the in-game footage on the right and it's like that is literally one for one the same like a siberian husky on both of them and literally hey, have you seen the, the image yeah i have it pulled up right now yeah that dude it's it's, it's just it's i mean it's the exact same one for one plagiarism copy. you know stealing ideas which stealing or getting inspiration from an idea is one thing but i mean this is like one for one i mean they have the like backpack even, the pockets even, yeah like... the small thing the pockets the little what is it wiring over the the right shoulder yeah like, the arm pad the and stuff the scarf is the same scarf like... yeah even the it, it, it's kind of funny because this the, the cod skin obviously isn't as like chunky as the drawing is meant to be but the face is like yeah it's almost they've replicated it when okay well that's not gonna fit on a cod body made it like a human body in in size but the head is like one for one and it's like i don't know how and it, the interesting thing is right this has been maybe a thing for four days now i want to say maybe i think it might be coming up on its fifth and Activision hasn't said anything, and I can almost guarantee you they are shitting themselves. Like, they're digging through the trenches to find everything they can, and it's like, dude, whoever was asked to make this, whatever art director, art lead, came up with this concept, he better hope he's got some old-ass references like from like 2018 because this drawing's from 2019. He, he's so. changing the save dates on Google Drive right now. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah, they're in deep shit because I was looking through some of the comments and some of the people were like, oh, well, did, did they did they copyright it? And did they do this? Did they do that? Like, if, if they didn't do that, the Activision has the right to take it. And it's like, no, the second you create something, and put it to the public it's copyrighted as long as it's yours you know as yeah. long as of course you're not plagiarizing someone else's work i wouldn't be surprised if down the road we find he actually copied it from someone else but nah, I'm I mean, just kidding. I, no i mean no honestly knowing know. the world of fucking <laughs> esports lately like yeah. i wouldn't be surprised but but the second they put it out there like that's copyright so yeah, activision yeah, it doesn't matter how much money activision has uh they're not gonna be able to take that to court because they're fucked. It's a blatant yeah. copy. This argument in here, it's like COD ain't Fortnite that respect their fans' content. Activision always screwing over their fans just to make pennies. Epic have their emote list go, goes on yeah. for days for what they've stolen. And it's just a back and you, forth between all these Fortnite and Call of Duty fanboys that are just arguing. They're terrible. Worse than the other. 
and I, you, you know it's pretty awful <laughs> it's one of those things too like speaking about like like noobsy like you said obviously there's a lot of people that come up with ideas like this and it would be one thing if it was like the same sort of dog but it looked completely different but it's the problem is like we were talking about everything exactly. is the same the scarf the pockets the mesh on the back the little fucking elbow pads like it's all the same and it leads me to the question of obviously like you said noobsy activision aren't gonna win this if, if it turns out to be true act there's no way activision wins even if they take it to court um so do you guys think if activision does their research and they're digging to find out the origins of their version of this do you think if they find the artist is in the right do you, do they remove the skin do they keep it in but give this guy like a hundred percent revenue of the skin or yeah, I mean, what do we got to be some sort of payout yeah if they just take it out of the game then like they still made a quick buck off of somebody else's design right yeah, yeah. I think they'll just take it out because, like, like what Jake said, uh, they're gonna. Yeah. How many, how many thousands of people bought that for? I don't know how much money this skin was. I assume probably oh, ten bucks. Ten twenty bucks. Yeah, that's about. So thousands of people bought that at ten twenty bucks. Like, go just nah, fuck it. We'll we'll send it. Just just delete it. Yeah. And yeah. Then the artist is gonna shit out of luck. If I, I was the it's, artist, it's not, it's not in the game yet. So. Oh, okay. So they haven't made any official sales. Yeah, off, they but... according to the so tweet, they can pull it. Jake, like he said, Call of Duty announced the skin this past week. No response from Activision is made to sale. Who is looking for compensation of some or some sort of resolve? Yeah, if it ends up going to the game, I as the artist would suit fuck out of Activision for a cut. I, I would I would let them keep it to be honest, but I, you better you gonna give me a percentage. Yeah, and I think I think that's the big thing we're gonna have to see what happens because I think we might see the skin stay in game credit will be given to the artist and they may work on a um you know a revenue split but the activision could also just say like look we want to buy the rights to this we'll buy it right up front because which i think is the more likely because if activision gives them a split then it's gonna be a, well it's gonna be a lot more than probably a settlement because it's a popular skin right like when it got when it got announced and shown people were like that's a cool idea you know it's not for everybody but it's like that's a you know it's a funny niche no thing that cod <laughs> that cod has implemented that the people like and i i think it's a really cool skin and it's something unique and you know i can imagine we're going to see videos like like people trolling in that skin like you know it's probably going to be one of those skins where if you get shit on in cod and, and that the fucking siberian husky walks up to you teabags you and then you're probably throwing your controller across across the room um so yeah i don't know i think i think they'll probably just try and go for a settlement up front but it, it, i hope the artist gets a, a percentage split because i think it's going to be a really popular skin and that'll pay a lot but uh, speaking of paying a lot, <laughs> the banks are looking green for FaZe Clan. Last week, Not... we were talking about it, making fun of it. It's in the red. It's in the green now. It's no longer FaZe Red. Boys it's FaZe Green. In town. The green wall, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Optic. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take a look at it right here. Because, yeah, FaZe is at 1309 as of end of day uh, Friday. So gonna curiously see how it shapes up monday um do you, do you think God, some of these some of these I, people are idiots i'm so curious if a reverse psychology sort of effect happened though where like the only reason it's going up is because so many people are talking about it going down i think i think that is it um because to be honest like stocks are simple supply and demand yeah. i mean if enough people think this is stupid enough to throw some money in at some point they're going to run out of shares which pumps the stock up yeah. so i mean as the shares as the share number dwindles you know it's it's going to go up so i don't i don't think it's long i don't think it's going to be i don't think it's going to go up uh much more uh i would like to be wrong um again 
I'm just going to have to miss the bus on this one because I don't, I don't want to throw my money in it. I'm up quite a ton on what I'm investing now. So I'm very happy with where I am. So I'm just going to continue. Flex. I'm going to continue riding what I got. I'm going to miss the bus on phase. If it booms at yeah. 50, um, whatever. I, it's, it's, I think it's dumb. I think it's dumb. So case yes, in point, yes, he's, he's rich. Case in point. Okay. So EGLX, right? Are you, you're familiar with EGLX, oh, right? Yeah. Scoot, Jake. Okay. So some gentleman put out his, uh, like a balance sheet kind of, of, um, basically comparing phase to EGLX and the fact that you can buy phase, uh, clan stock for 1309 and EGLX for, I think it was like a dollar 50, the revenue coming in or the total cash that each company has is about the same, like cash on hand. And then their total debt, EGLX has like a third, not even a third, like probably like a fourth of what FaZe Clan has. So they have the same amount of money, but have much less debt. And they're bringing in, good Lord, EGLX is bringing in 184 million. Yeah, they're... they're... FaZe Clan's 58. FaZe Clan's 58. EGLX is really interesting. I think that's like one of the esports stocks that is... It's a sleeper, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah. It it's 52-week low this week. And so, they... you know, your boy bought some shares. Oh, well, and it's a good idea, right? And I, because I, I think there's... Not to cut you off. I'm a preface. None of us are financial Yeah, people. none of us are. This is, we're just, we're just kind of talking. Yeah, I mean, I do finances, but I'm not a licensed financial advisor. Don't listen to me. I, I, I see that. You know, they put this on Twitter and looked at the sheet, looked into the company and was like, oh, my God, they hit their 52 week low. Oh, hey, Paisley, what are you doing? Paisley. <laughs> <laughs> they hit their 52 week low. So I'm going to buy. I mean, this I, why, why not? Just 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 see where it goes. It, it can't get any lower. Statistically, yeah. it is weak low. The funny thing about it, too, is right. Like there's there's so many levels to stocks and investing where it's like. You can look at like patterns and, and graphs, you know, is there an upward trend, you know, where the where are the pain points in the graph and stuff. But sometimes you have to think about it not in an investing point of view. Whereas like um EGLX is one of them because their big thing that they had going for them was events, in-person events. And that's still especially in Canada, that's still struggling heavily because of COVID. Like we haven't seen a lot of in-person events, especially on a yep. large scale and especially we're in esports. We're starting to get there though. It's rolling back. It's coming uh, back. Canada, not so much. I mean, Canada's well, still being really slow, but it's, it's one I'm of those scared. things. Well, one is in Canada being slow. Wow. Yeah, dude. But it's one of those things where like a lot, you can look at any Canadian stock. Like one that I was looking at, was Air Canada, which is like one of our big airlines. Um, before COVID, they sit around 50. As soon as COVID hits, they go down to like 12. They currently sit around like, I think 19 last I checked. And it's, bl it's blatantly obvious that it's COVID. And if you really want a long haul play, you can put money into well, it now. Don't look at it once COVID is officially over and i mean fully and we don't know how long that's gonna be <laughs> then you know that's gonna go back up will it will it hit the 50 probably not because a lot of those companies oh, are struggling but that's the that's the weird thing about the united states because what whatever you guys are going through happened like two months after COVID here in the united states yeah because i remember i remember the day when I was working in my previous job, my heart fucking sunk because I was like, I was just getting into investing. I had started before the whole COVID thing. And I was like, oh my God, dude, this is sick. It's up. It's up. Yep. went straight down. And I was just like, I'm, I'm never doing this again. And then I got my stimmy. I bought, <laughs> I bought, I bought something that I, I bought a pistol and then the rest of the money went into stocks. Okay. So, and then it just oh, went, it kept going, it kept going, it kept going. It was the COVID bump. It just, as soon as it tanked, it just fixed itself and went higher than it 
was going before. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, and you I mean, know, a lot of companies are still struggling, but like what you're saying, it, yeah. I mean, just throw money. And the thing is, right, like, it, like I said, when you, there's a difference between looking at a stock and like an investment logically versus like, you know, common sense more so. Because with airlines and stuff, it's going to be, did you just spell on yourself? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah yeah um but no yeah so like like the airliners are great examples of that because you have to think about it like they're gonna lose money now and once people especially in canada once people can go on vacations again not only will it most likely hit its peak again at 50 it'll probably go more because people are gonna as soon as COVID is officially like on paper it is officially over so many people are going to be willing to go on vacations and stuff and want to get out of their own fucking country for a couple of months or a couple of weeks that any yeah. any air travel will boom like it's going to be so expensive to get flights because they're going to be packed full yeah that's i'm tired of being in my own country that's why i'm going to panama city beach this week <laughs> yeah yeah i'm tired of being in georgia i'm gonna go to a different that's country that, i'm going to florida georgia education ladies and gentlemen all right. Get, Enough about stocks. We're talking about non. I want to throw stuff. one thing in real quick, Go ahead. just because Go ahead. it's it's nothing to do with what we were talking about, but it just made me think because we we're talking about countries and stuff. You want to know a fun fact? Did you know the UK has a higher population? And that's for people who don't know. That's where I'm from originally. I moved here eight years ago. Uh, Scotland. Scotland forever. Um. But the UK has a higher population than Canada. Yeah. And you can fit yeah. all of Scotland in one of our lakes. Well, what's the stat? Like, there's a larger population of US citizens living north of Ontario or something like that, or north of Toronto. It's something weird because of how Toronto dips below into part of where like u.s border is like seattle oh, yeah, is more yeah. north than and so there's like a larger population of people that are american living above toronto than oh Canadians. probably yeah yeah canada's ridiculous like there's i think we have uh, was it 10 times more the amount of people than you guys do oh you guys i mean 31 million and we have like 310 million i mean it's i probably think much california more alone has I think you guys have people. <laughs> I think California's <laughs> 1 million population less than the entire Canada. Yeah. And so Which it's like, crazy. That's one state. But then again, yeah, we're big ballers. Yeah. We, we big boys up we're down here. I'm going to sit up here. Yeah. Here. <laughs> we but, big boys. Like, to be honest, I got to sneeze. So, bless you. Well, wow, great mute. Uh, great, that was great, great mute. Did you guys hear that? No, it was perfect. Okay. Perfect cut. Ding dong. Uh, okay. But yeah, I know that's not a lot of people in Canada. I mean, why would there be? <laughs> but I mean, it's funny. Like, it just blew my mind. Like, it's one of those things that I should know, but I didn't. And it was just crazy to think about considering how small the uk is but then the fun like a fun fact too is like the majority like not the majority but a good amount of canadian citizens are all along the border with the states like yep. if you go past that there's you know there's some really big cities and stuff but like once you oh, hit the last big city we have so much space of like fuck all like but i mean after all that disrespect to phase we got to talk about a different kind of disrespect the doctor disrespect the doc the two-time the two-time champ back to back 1993 1994 blockbuster video game champion of the world world world, world. Uh, i mean will he be the champion in his own game because that's the big news this week it's gotta uh, be he's the doc i mean yeah i mean he finally showed off his new game he's the top wow they showed it off uh, they obviously released the what it's going to be called it's going to be called dead drop um spelled d-e-a-d-r-o-p so it's like a conjoining 
Um, and then they showed off a little bit of game footage. They showed off kind of a bit more of a practice range. And it looks good. It looks kind of promising. But I like, think... I don't know. It's tough to make a call on it right now. But I think it's got a good person at the top of the company who knows what he's but, looking for in games. Like, Also, like it's not supposed to come out till like 2024. So Yeah. And also, I feel if like... there's such thing as... Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I feel like with the doc, he, he's one that if he walks the walk, he's or if he talks the talk, he's going to walk the walk. Like, he's been hyping this up to him so much, and I, I don't see him as somebody that's just going to let, like, a stinker of a game release. Yeah. And, uh, like, if there's such thing as, you know, pre-pre-pre-pre-alpha footage, I mean, that was it. Yeah, ex like, exactly. This game's not yeah. going to be done until 2024. So there's a lot of time to fuck around with the mechanics, mess around with gunplay. Like, and, you know, Doc complains all the time. Like, oh, if I made this game, it'd, it'd be, I'd do this, or we, the map would, maps would run like this. And I'm like, I, I'm happy he's doing it because I'm willing to try it, you know, regardless of what people say, um, if they like it or don't when it comes out. I'm down to try it. It's something different, a vertical extraction shooter. You know, I, I think... I think that's cool. So I'm willing to try. I mean, I think I think the really interesting part too is like, it would be different if it was just some random streamer. But it's the fact that he's worked on. He used to work for COD. Like he used to yeah. be a game he's developer. Created some cool like, maps. Yeah, he he's part he's part of the reason COD fans have had some of the maps they got and loved. Like he's been part of that team. Obviously, he left what to pursue other things and then ended up being streaming. But like. That, it's crazy. I mean, he knows what he's talking about. When he has a vision for something, he can actually not only explain it, explain how it's executed. And I think that's going to be the big thing. And he'll, he'll, the benefit of being a streamer and a high, you know, high profile person while making a game is if he wants honest opinions, he can send the alpha to 50 pro fps players and be like hey how does this feel compared to your game yep. and all that feedback is going to come back to such a positive place on top of his own experience and third-party testers that they ask to play the game as a more casual audience um so i think it looks it's, it's promising i think a lot of people have the you know People are complaining about the NFT stuff in the game, even though, like, I think it's just people being so close-minded. Like, he's already said NFTs have nothing to do with the game. This is like a like a backer sort of thing with some privileges, but it's gonna have like no direct place in the game. And it's like, if if you're really gonna shut down this game for that, then I don't know. I, what do you guys think? Do you guys think the NFT things look like? I get the idea of it. Like, it's to give you a stake in the game. Like, I can't imagine that, like, so you get an NFT. It's not going to be, like, a pay-to-win kind of thing. So you can fully opt out of that. Yeah, exactly. I assume, as somebody like me will do. I won't really care enough to get into that part of it. Well, yeah, I think it's only back. Like, I, I but, genuinely think it's only backers. Like, I don't even know if there'll be oh, NFTs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. After so, launch. Yeah, that, makes, like, that makes way more sense. Like, it it's, gives them a stake in the game to make sure that, you know, if the game's succeeding, then their NFT will be succeeding. Yeah, so. right. But yeah, it's not like if you get the NFT of this certain skin, you get like aimbot or you know, your hitbox <laughs> changes. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I know that is part of the privileges of having it is like, I, I know you're going to get cosmetic stuff. I'm pretty sure you already said that like publicly. There, w there will yeah. be some benefits to having it outside of it being an NFT, but I think, I think that's cool. I think actual gameplay. Yeah. And I, I think we're going to see a lot more games doing that. I mean, as much as people like, like that's a, that's a, that's an episode on its own, but like, the people bash nfts a lot but i mean we've already had nfts for years they've just not been called nfts like so i mean we'll see let's, we'll see sorry let's make a game let's make a game that's broken 
like I'm talking about, like that's the whole point of the game is for it to be broken. Hell yeah. Broken guns, broken spots to hide, broken maps. Like CSGO. Every little thing you could ever want. The Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. You're just uh, naming things that are already wow. in rotation. You know, that's what that's the thing, you know, because I can't I went back to Modern Warfare 2 uh like a few weeks ago, just played like a game or two, and I realized like man, this game that game was broken. And I just want that again. I want everything yeah, to be so good. I want everything to be so good that it's just it's it's broken. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, and there, there, there's a lot of things that are broken and terrible, and I, I think uh, <laughs> some uh, good friends of ours over in in Indonesia are dealing with that firsthand right now. Some broken services, some real broken services. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen it in the news, Indonesia did uh, ban access to, well, the whole country from platforms such as Steam, Epic Games, PayPal, um i believe origin was also one of them and that's crazy i mean the whole no country just we... lost it instantly. yeah that's that's what is like curious or makes me curious is like i know that there are players in the apac south region that are from indonesia and i'm sure that goes more with other games too but it's like are they just not able to play like can they even load up a game no i don't think they could no yeah most of the like if they have an epic games client like can they load into it but it's just offline probably not or can you just not even access the game i can't even get on to the game yeah they just that's where it pulls the they nerfed Indonesia up, huh? gamers i mean and here's the thing right like obviously i was doing a bit of research before we because i knew i wanted to talk about this so it was like it, it's interesting so to break it down a little more, it's the the reason this happened is because of a law called the MR5 law. Um, <clears throat> what is that a BMW? <laughs> it no, is. I'm just, <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. No, but uh, Indonesia wants to be able to collect data about their about specific users, obviously people who reside in Indonesia. If they want to access their information, they want to be able to. And I imagine, I haven't obviously read the every bullet point of the law, but I imagine it's in very specific situations because they clarify that it is specific users. So maybe people that are on a watch list or even just people that they're suspecting there's whether it's fraud or anything like that going on. Um, and obviously companies like Steam, Epic Games, PayPal, Origin, and all of those didn't comply with this law. Now can they come back yes and i think a lot of these companies have already applied but now they have an even longer process so the longer they take to apply the longer indonesian citizens are gonna be without these services because it could take anywhere from weeks to months and that that is crazy like it, it's it's a interesting law i mean data data collections always a really tough spot to talk about um hey in in my opinion just be like america just collect data anyway <laughs> say that you're not doing it and then illegally collect data anyway i mean you know what's stopping them from tapping phones like just do it to everybody <laughs> just get some <laughs> huawei phones you know what i'm saying no, that's not even that no just stay for the safety of the country we're just gonna listen to everybody uh man i mean i don't know it's it, it kind of hurts my brain to think about like i i really hope and i i hope we hear some more about the indonesia stuff because i want to know how long people are going to be without steam and stuff now on one hand i've heard a lot of people saying you know these companies have probably all applied already and are rushing it as fast as possible because from what I've been reading on Reddit, there's even been some like Indonesian people saying, you know, Indonesia loves free to play games. It's, a, it's apparently just a thing across there. And the big thing about free to play games is there's always some cash transaction in it. And apparently a lot of these companies, if they don't correct their mistakes 
they're gonna lose a lot of money and it's like ever i oh, mean yeah, if you're yeah. losing a whole country that's gonna be a noticeable chunk like, indonesia is a huge country like even though it's a bunch of islands like there's hundreds of islands that make up the indonesian country and they like free-to-play games because you know most of them the the country is not known for being a very well-off country so if they can connect to the internet play free games just the amount of people that will be willing to buy one skin if they can if you just take out those people that just buy those one skins whenever they can it's still a ton of money yeah you know it's funny because i actually was talking about this a couple of well, not, maybe two weeks ago and it's a really interesting point of view for this because people always ask like you know why are we why is it free to play and why is there always in-game transactions and it's because they target people who can't afford or so they, they target the people who can't afford to buy games at full price they also target people who are impatient and the reason they do that is because you know you can get five bucks one day and you have five bucks now are you gonna save until you have the 80 or are you just gonna spend that five on like a cool skin or if it's yep. a free-to-play game and they know they can get more money out of you in the long run where you know you're spending five bucks a week instead of you know saving up for the 80 it's just like that that's on the more like bad with money side obviously not on the like not on the wealth well, I, side i can i can use an example that where i've been caught in some sort of payment like that so one of my buddies bought me the most recent fifa and i was like oh well i didn't spend the 80 bucks on the the pro version that i yeah. usually would so how about i just buy some buy some fifa points <laughs> how about i just throw some fifa points on my account see what i get go through the 80 i'm like I just need like a few more coins to be able to get like the last player I need for my team. I'll just, yeah, I'll throw like 20 more dollars and then, you know, I get set up like that. And that's just money that just gets re-rolled back into the system. Yeah. And it, well, I think, sorry, no, go ahead. Yeah. I think Fortnite changed as much as everyone shits on it. Fortnite kind of changed that because oh, yeah, they made that shit popular. It, it I mean, gaming. And I have to, I'll have to talk to my best friend, Robbie, and the next episode, I will get a dollar amount count for his skins because he has boasted. Keep in mind, granted, he got some of the, he got most of the college paid for, but he went to school for nursing and he said his Fortnite inventory has more money in it than his student loans. (laughs) And I don't oh, yeah, think I'm, he's being joking about that. I think he's being I, dead serious. by the amount of money I've spent on microtransactions so, like across but all it, games. Like what you said, Scooter, you know, if you do that skin for $5, you know, they do that a month. That one person is spending 60 bucks a year. That's yeah. the price of a game. But then yeah. think of how many millions and millions and millions of players across the world do that. They pay for think. the game, essentially. Yeah. They paid for the game. And if they're really enjoying that game, and let's say it is a game like Fortnite where it's very it's popular for several years, that's 60 bucks. Let's say they only play for even three years. Or even two yeah. years, actually. That's $120. They've paid for the game twice. Yep. By only spending. And bucks. I will say, I've completed the battle pass two times. <laughs> consecutively skin i did get the darth vader skin dude this is i'm not gonna lie i spent money on fortnite this week about the lebron james skin in the in the pump it up emote i hate you i hate you so much dude think about it i bought the john cena skin though i ain't even (laughs) oh what call am i in anymore (laughs) i can't so so listen listen listen. with lebron james (laughs) (laughs) so yeah basically we're a bunch of idiots but I don't ever play Fortnite. And then they brought out that no building mode. Completed that battle pass for that. No build mode has re- changed the game. It's brought me back into it because I can't stand. As much as I liked building in the beginning, everyone got too good. And I just ended up thinking it was stupid. Yeah, so, I loved building when I was good. And then everybody yeah. just... Well, season one of the game, yeah. no one knew what to do. Yeah, when they first added like Builder Pro. Yeah. So anyway, I think... As much as I 
joke about Fortnite. Fortnite kind of changed the gaming industry as a whole. Oh yeah. It'll be looked back 20 years from now as like the amount of things Fortnite brought to the table is kind of ridiculous. You know, the the free to play battle pass, you know. I mean, and then the fact that they give you the money for the next battle pass while you're playing it. Yeah. They give that back. Every game does that now. And no one ever, everyone keeps buying the new battle pass because they use what points they earned on skins. Yeah. Oh, and well, that's, that's the thing too. Like the people that don't use the money to buy the next battle pass and end up using cash to buy it, they'll use those coins and they'll think, wow, I'm getting a free skin instead yep. of thinking about the next battle pass. And it's like, it's like actually you paid for the skin because they were going to release those cosmetics for free anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think I think Valorant has to be one of the few games that doesn't. You don't get Valorant points in their battle pass. No, you really? get the stupid fucking expensive radiant points. Yeah. Which yeah. I that's I I, I play, so better. <laughs> I got to play Valorant day one. And that was the first like like closed alpha. And when I first launched that game, I remember looking at the store and being like, oh that's sick, you know. Like, but uh, I remember clicking on that and going, that must be a bug. Like that's al it's, it's alpha. It's the first day. There's probably a pricing error. No, that price never changed. It's like what? 60, 60 radiant points is like what? And what do you use that on skins? So no, it's to make to, upgrades to skins. To so upgrade. say you buy a skin that's $15. You can add the VFX for it for 10 radiantite points then you can get like the kill finishers. So, like if you get the last kill of the round to do like the animation for another 10 points and then each colorway of the skin, like Sagan has four colorways. Those are each 15 Radiantite. Yeah. So you, you need at you least can't unlock the colors until you get like the VFX and the kill animation. Yeah. So you so if you really like a gun, it's if you want to max out a gun, dollar. you've got no, to spend no. at least like $60 yeah but i mean also at the same time like you get radiantite points like if there's there's a fine line for like how many guns you get to not having to spend money on radiantite like i very rarely buy a weapon on there but like if i wanted a vandal and i didn't have radiantite points it would be like 60 bucks yeah but that's the thing though that's they're relying on people buying the battle pass yeah. Like if you don't want to buy the battle, I don't know why. I mean, if you're playing the game, I don't know why you wouldn't. It's 10 bucks, right? So, I mean, that's how they balance it, but it's still crazy. Like if you want to fully upgrade a skin and you have none, it it is stupid expensive. And I, I just blows my mind, honestly, like, but I don't know. I mean, speaking well, of, speaking that's of blowing enough rambling. Yeah. Speaking of blowing people's minds. We're going to blow, blow people's minds with our answers to these questions. We've got some viewer questions. And so uh, I, I threw up a tweet saying recording after office hours podcast. Send me esport related questions and I'll shotgun a white claw for every question I use. So we're going to save many more questions for yeah next week. Oh, so you have more. Podcasts. You have but more. We'll start off with questions courtesy of our boss chris christopher yeah let me Lamarucci. sorry i'm just going to clarify something we're we're going to use these questions for now but next week we're going to put you're going to see a tweet that's probably going to go live just after this video goes live and we're going to be asking for any question it can be serious it can be news related it can be uh you know our thoughts on certain rosters even where we <laughs> even random esports questions from the past dream teams anything like that and we're gonna, you know, commit a whole episode to it. So we're gonna go through a lot of questions, see how it goes, and you know where we can prove if we want to. And and if it goes perfectly, then it goes perfectly. So yeah, Jake, Speaking back to your of... questions, courtesy of Mr. Llama. Uh, so we'll start off with the first one, and it's where do you see esports in five years, and why? In the shooter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I'll let one of you guys open up while I open up this beverage. The same. Uh, go, uh, Scoots. I mean, uh, I've been all rambling right. all day, so. Oh, yeah, dude, I feel like I ramble the most. I feel like I've got 80% of this podcast on lock. Uh, <laughs> but no, so five years. Um, 
I don't think much is going to change in five years. I think the big things, there's a lot of if, ands, or buts, but hmm, I, I think we'll see esports slowly take towards a more traditional sport and esport combination. I think the big like hurdle is going to be getting traditional sports sponsors, aka non-endemic esports sponsors into the scene and get people to look at it and manage it and you know strategize it like a sports team would you know marketing you know every game is played in the stadium so we're seeing that happen a lot with franchising you know whether it's valorant or the failed you know owl and stuff but esports is trying to adapt but nobody can figure it out yet and i think the only I think the only league that's really kind of nailed it and, and kind of crushes their audience sales is League of Legends. Like the semifinals are going to be here in Toronto. I'm probably going to go. There's there's a semifinal match in Atlanta. Yeah. They sold out State Farm Arena. Yeah, and they go everywhere. And that's the thing. They, they How long probably do those make... matches go? How long do those matches go? Um, I think, I want to say they're best of fives, but they could be best of three. So, I mean, a league How game can go like... Map? Yeah, per, per map can go anywhere from like a quick 30 minute game anywhere to like usually like a 50, 60 minute game. So if you're in the semifinals, very possible that you would spend about as much time there as you would a traditional sporting event. For yeah, oh, way hours. longer. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Wow. Because you have to think, I, they'll take breaks between the, the matches too. And it's like, I'm really glad you said that, Scooter, because that was one of the things that I was thinking. If it is to take off and continue growing, I think it does have to reach that same thing where there's more LAN, like more things being yeah. played on a stage yeah. in a more casual sense. I will say, so, yeah. I like your question, Chris, so thank you. Is that water? It'd be as well be. My favorite water. Piss vasa. Piss vasa. <laughs> But no, um, I mean, sorry, no, no, so, go ahead. Uh, my thing is, I think, I think a lot more traditional sports get involved. Um, I mean, I'm trying to say, I want to allude to this because I think five years from now, it'll be a lot easier. Um, cut it out and I can restart if you think it calls names out. But a certain team... I won't say what sport we were in talks for a little bit about doing a partnership. And then they wanted money for a partnership. They used the word corporate partnership and not, you know, sponsorship. So they thought, you know, we would pay money to be a partner. When in reality, like, I think once traditional sports get that out of their head, that Esports is going to be huge, and I think an actual mutual mutual partnership is beneficial. I think all of that starts happening a lot more quickly. I don't, I don't know if I can. Can I say that? Like, yeah, no. I I think what you said is fine. Like, and I I think because I mean because one, uh, collegiate sports is growing, so that's huge. The amount of kids in the in North America that and and in Europe, especially for CRL now. Uh, collegiate rocket league uh, there's a lot more scholarship opportunities so that aspect is growing and then after enough of those kids get scholarships the parents are then seeing oh this is a legit this is a legit thing uh then that it just it, it'll cycle and then at the more traditional viewership that gets transferred over i think the bigger it gets not viewership but the the parents the the, the people external who think video growth. games are stupid, yes. Yeah. So that, that, it can only grow so big in the community because everyone who games understands that esports is a is a huge thing. It's yeah. it's mom and dad who yell at you for being on the PlayStation when they finally realize, oh, you're going to school for computer science, but you're getting to play Rocket League for free. Like Yeah, and I was gonna go on honestly, I was about to actually touch on something identical to that because it it goes perfectly hand in hand with the fact that investors as well in esports. 
so like if, if if somebody gets a chance to invest in a like a big sports team they're not gonna think twice about it because they know it's not a safe play for their money but they know it's a, a well-known reputation and where i think we need to see that in the next five years too i think investors need to be not not hold their hands as much but like explain the depth that esports has and the fact like it, it's an expensive place for sure obviously it's nowhere near traditional sports yeah even even cs like a game that asks crazy salaries and stuff in esports it's still nowhere near traditional sports but it's one of those things that when we can explain to investors you know compared to a sports team esports actually has a lot more personality and a lot more fan interaction whereas sports is like you know some some players do have the celebrity persona but some they build that on their own they exactly build their own branding whereas in esports you know lands help that and i think the big thing is you know gamers are gamers gamers can talk to gamers so when a pro player is you know done with a match and goes out to talk to some fans they all have that big thing in common sure like like football is the same thing you know football fans are football fans but there it just isn't that connection whereas in esports there is there's the personality yep. there's the one-on-ones you know there's twitch so there's you know some of these successful people that are in traditional sports who are streaming on twitch that's that's they've built their own brand especially yes. with you know soccer football as you're Neymar Jr. explaining but like sergio guerra just retired from playing because he had a heart condition so you know he was also getting on with age so he he stepped away from playing and he he streams like he'll he'll not not stream games but almost have like watch parties for when man city's playing or argentina's playing and he's like he'll bring on other professional players and like talk about it like he had one with another former man city player where they saw like a pass and they're like that's why like Kevin De Bruyne has one of the most creative minds in the game. And like, they'll go along with that. And then after that game, he hops on Fortnite and plays yeah. video games. And it's like, well, it's the uh, same thing too, is there's like a whole, um, there's a whole spreadsheet on the quarterback, Kyler Murray for the Arizona Cardinals. There's the first four weeks of the season. He's one of the top in fantasy points. And as soon as the new cod drops, he drops 10 points in fantasy. <laughs> Yeah. because it's, it's called the cod kyler effect or whatever it's i forget what it's called but it's just like and but that's the same thing it's kyler murray he streams he plays video games he's known to play video games but you don't see teams like the arizona cardinals pump, pimping out his twitch stream you know exactly but yeah. I, I think that that's something that but when it comes to investors i think that's something that esports needs to work on uh because to be quite fair um probably 90 percent of the orgs don't need to have money put into them they're they're not worth it um i think that's the biggest thing because investors with a with large pockets don't give a shit about uh you know brand personality and this and that they they only see numbers figures roi yeah it's a money play you know yeah so when they see someone like of course they would invest invest into this hockey team or this baseball team because there's thousands of fans there's dollars there's dollars you yeah. see there yeah there's whereas, people in seats literally like... what we've come to realize working in esports is that these huge pri- prize pools don't mean shit they mean nothing yeah that what what we make our money on is is merch sponsors everything else i mean just so as an investor that i think us as a, a community of esports that the orgs have to get better about really showing the return on investment for these guys. Then the money will come and it will explode. Yeah, and that's the big thing. So, I mean, last thing I'll touch on this question is like you were saying, the big thing is they like with a traditional sports team with with people in seats they need to see that correlation in esports and then we can start pushing it because if they if they get the if they get told you could make 20% of your investment back a year in esports or you can go with this sports team right now and you're guaranteed 8% a year 
sure it's yep. it's it's a lot less than half but it's a safer play and if that's the investment they're going for also publicly a lot of older investors would rather be tied to a sports team so yep. it's like i think it, i mean five years a lot could happen but i think big things are like what we talked about investments you know growth internally in orgs and also the franchising but not franchising in some esports like it, it, it's going to be really tough and i think it's going to be a real you know walking on eggshells path to get there um i, I don't think you it's going to happen in five years two no yeah. i think that takes longer you prepping question two <laughs> yeah let's hop right into it let's hear uh let's hear where question two is if they saw me looking down please. <laughs> Okay, so next question is what is the most important factor when signing a roster to an org? Uh, do you want me to start again or I was gonna say we can let Noobsy run as as a, a GM of an esport for an org, what he thinks. Um Um I would probably say brand awareness. Right now in esports, that's the I biggest. To towel. I made a little bit of a mess. Oh, no. So I think, um, yeah, the ability to brand and promote players. I think that's going to be, that's huge right now. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of, uh, couple of issues with a certain player, people not being, you know, team players with each other. Um, that stuff's behind the scenes, but if they're a shithead online, brands don't want to come to that. So it doesn't matter if they're one of the best players ever. If you're a shithead, you know, teams rot or companies don't want to put their face on that. Um, so I think that's kind of huge is the brand ability of not just teams, but certain players. Um, that's one thing that gets looked into is... What are they doing on social media? Are they, again, are they being a shithead on Twitter and Instagram? Is there, is there people in the community that don't like them? If they don't like them, why? Uh, what are they doing on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube? I mean, wh what are they doing to promote not just them, but the team as well? So, yeah. And, and that's, that's pretty much what I was going to say. Like, it's, it's also be good at the game. That's, well, that might be, that might be, you'd good. hope so. Be good, be good at the game. Brilliant. But, and yeah, that's pretty much what I was going to say. Like it, it's, it comes down to like, I mean, I'll take it in steps. So like, if I'm looking at a team and wanting to sign them first step, obviously is, you know, how, what are their results? And obviously this isn't in, this is not in what matters the most, but this is the steps. So first results, because obviously you want to know who you fuck you're talking to. So, you know, how do they place on, you know, on a yearly basis, uh, stage basis, is are they in a lucky run right now? So what was their previous roster? If it's the same and they came dead last last year, then, you know, we got to, you know, maybe they're on a lucky run. Um, so you look at their stats. Then you go to what Lanubzi was talking about. You look at their, you know, their individual brands and their brands as a trio, you know, four stack, five stack, whatever. Are they posting are they building a brand for themselves are they streaming are they posting youtube videos are they taking interest in stuff outside of their main career are they going to have a career after they're done being a pro player and then the next step is you know when you start talking to this team on a more serious like negotiation are they willing to do stuff for the team and whether that's in terms of content you know ad promotion um sponsor you know announcements are they willing to be a part of that or do they just want to get a paycheck play their game and then log off for the night and well uh, one of the sorry go ahead go ahead oh no i was just gonna say and like some of the most impressive players doesn't even matter about their skill if they've come forward with like hey i want to do this this and this and they know what they want to do outside of being a pro player and they say, you know, I want to stream. I want to, you know, let's do a jersey shoot. I want to, I want to help you push merch. Then you already know that this might be, and this is where esports really sometimes has to get a bit more businessy. This might be the better play than the 
better team at higher money it's like yep you're it's it's definitely a balancing act when it comes to signing teams and i think finally the last kind of notch I, I think... in... go ahead no just the just the last notch in the belt is kind of sitting there looking at the team overall so what do they have any weaknesses is it a is it a mental thing is it a personality thing are they a fantastic team but you know behind the scenes do they even mesh well together it's a lot of person individual personality and i'm not talking about brandon that's kind of like the final thing like attitude and stuff yep. towards a, yeah. a healthy workflow yeah you i mean you guys touch most of the points that i would have said especially with like that brand recognition part like where you have to like what we were saying with the sponsorship in the last question like can they push those numbers like yeah more business yeah. side but um and then another one that i'm sure some of us can relate to with having that good standing in a community people that are toxic in game esports the esports community will eat you alive if you're a shithead like i mean one example i like is calm who plays rocket league for version one he's a shit talker but in like a good in a good way he's not toxic to where he's gonna get in trouble for it he's yeah just trying to like spark up rivalries and you yeah know, get, it's get it's just going it's your you trash know, are those people you're that so bad say the wrong yeah. thing and get you in trouble yeah calm just screams you're trash you're bad yeah. what are you he doing goes, he goes like that's talk which is yeah you know it's a very blurred line though cod yeah. trash talk <laughs> it goes but from great, tame great to bad question, llama great questions do we have any more after you're uh finished your nice beverage there well, yeah. that's why i'm one of the coolest people in indiana but i thought that was just a given that i'm great what <laughs> weird flex Fucking two weird flexes boy. tonight weird dude I mean, there aren't many great people in indiana so <laughs> there's not much You're probably like what how many people live there like six at least <laughs> they're all his neighbors maybe maybe seven Okay, there's a couple houses down the street past the cornfield <laughs> and scarecrows. Oh yeah, so that'll be it for us this week. I mean, obviously those questions were a good taste of what we're kind of expecting for next week on the more serious side, but we are going to be open to all kinds of kinds of questions, lighthearted, funny, you know, direct questions to any of the three of us. Anything in general, whether it's esports, news, gaming, memes, whatever you want to post, just send it our way. We're gonna you're gonna see the tweet tomorrow after this goes live so it's gonna be on the wednesday and then we're gonna go we're gonna go through them all we're gonna pick as many as we can and that's gonna be a whole episode dedicated to that so we just want to say a huge thank you to our sponsors react raven shake pay and pete and zoe actually remembered it this time there you go nailed it this time improve improvement improvement indeed and then Noobsy, I know you wanted to touch just quickly on, uh, well, so PB at the time Worlds. that at the time that this goes live, our new content creator will be announced. As long as Scooter does his job. Hey, but if I get it, might not be me. It might not be good Greenlit, dude. So can I say? Uh, I wouldn't, because I just in case. Okay. Well, special guest. If, if you guys saw the tweet. We're doing a giveaway. Uh, me, Upton, and we'll be at Worlds, and we'll be giving away 10 hats. Uh, I'm trying to come up with some things that we can do, because I don't just want to do a random giveaway. I want it to be fun. I want someone to, like, uh, you know, take a, picture, take a picture of Upton, but it's not Upton. Find the person in the venue that looks the closest <laughs> to Upton and bring it to me, and I'll give you a hat. You find any children there? <laughs> you know, something stupid like, you know, first person to come find where I'm at in the venue and tell me what our org was before Parabellum gets a hat. First person to get up to a girlfriend gets all 10 hats. I, they need a lot more than 10 shit. hats. I might, I might give them 20, dude. <laughs> shit. Might throw uh, a jersey in. We, we, we love you, Upton. We love you, Upton. No. Upton, I love you. Yeah, so we'll have to see if uh, Noobsy's going to leak stuff at 
at worlds but that's gonna be it from us so we're gonna see you all next tuesday and yeah we'll catch you after the next off stars yeah.